Hello and welcome to The Pulse. Later in tonight's show, an occupation of LegCo, and it hasn't ended well for three of the protesters involved. And we look at whether the Hong Kong government is preventing consulates from performing same-sex marriages. First, though, on Tuesday, the Information Office of the State Council of the People's Republic of China issued a white paper on the practice of the one-country, two-systems policy in Hong Kong. Was it a shot across the bowels for upcoming events? Well, with us in the studio are Benny Tai of Occupy Central, Joseph Cheng of the Alliance for True Democracy, and Holok Sang of the Silent Majority for Hong Kong. Joseph Cheng, can I come to you first? Why is there so much disquiet about this white paper among Democrats? Because after all, it doesn't actually say anything new. Well, it demonstrates a it demonstrates a certain attitude on the part of the central authorities. The basic message is that the Chinese leadership understands the demands of Hong Kong people, and it understands that the hearts of Hong Kong people have not returned to China since 1997. However, oh. the leadership is not going to listen and to act on these demands and grievances, but the Chinese authorities are now telling Hong Kong people, you have to understand your basic position, whatever power Hong Kong has, it comes from the central authorities. And therefore, you should tone down your demands and accept an undemocratic political system, which is soon to be imposed on us by the central authorities through the SAR government. I think this is the basic message, and that is, what makes Hong Kong people angry and worrying. Holok San, I, I assume you don't agree with that. Uh, Can I also assume, or is that incorrect, that you're happy with the contents of that white paper? Well, the way I see it, I just see it as a statement of uh, facts. You know, the fact is that uh, uh, the, the uh, autonomy, if there is an autonomy, it comes from uh, the central government, you know, because uh, uh, the uh, China has the sovereignty over Hong Kong, uh, and uh, but of course uh, China is also committed, you know, uh, because it has signed uh, the Sino-British Agreement, and uh, has endorsed the Basic Law. So actually, uh, Beijing is also bound by the Basic Law and also by these uh, prior agreements. But are that you happy signed? with everything yeah. in there? For example, yeah. it says that foreign forces mm. are working to undermine the stability of Hong Kong. Do you, do you agree with that? Uh, you know, stating uh, the worry uh, is, uh, is honest. And I, and, I, and I think you, if you're worried, you don't pretend that you're not worried. I think it is also very honest that, it's, mm. that the white paper indicates clearly that the Chinese authorities do not have the concept of people's basic rights, people's basic political rights. Throughout the paper, there is no mention absolutely of the rights of Hong Kong people, uh, and I let Benny. But let, let mm. me ask you, Benny Tai. I mean, the, the timing of this. Yes, right. Um, some people say is actually very good for <laughs> Occupy Central. I, is that your interpretation? Well, um, as you say, that the um, content of the white paper actually has nothing new. But if you look at the paper, uh, surely we can see that it needs some time to prepare it. Um, yes, maybe right that the paper. Uh, objective may be the purpose of uh, releasing, releasing it now is to scare people away from joining the civil referendum and maybe also the July the 1st rally. But it may have a kind of opposite effect 
because of the paper, more people, actually people told me that, just that they may have not much interest in the coming uh, civil referendum, but just because of the paper, they are going to come out and express their views. They are, they are just not happy with the, with the content of the paper, no matter what you say is a fact or not. They're just not happy about the way the Chinese authorities are putting the kind of uh, idea about one country, two systems. That is not the reasonable expectation of Hong Kong people. That has been uh, uh, created by the words and deeds of the Chinese leaders in the past. And so now they are coming out to show their dissatisfaction. Well, let me come to Mr. Ho, because, yeah. I mean, the organization you're associated mm. with mm. makes a big claim. You, you claim you're representing the majority views of people in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. So do you really think the majority of people in Hong Kong will be happy with this, this statement of views? I think uh, it really depends on your perspective. You know, uh, some people, uh, given the perspective, they will be upset about it. You know, because uh, they will read uh, the kind of mes messages that uh, was uh, uh, suggested, you know, by Joseph and and Benny just now, and uh, uh, it really depends on your perspective. And uh, um, I think if it's uh, for some for someone who is initially neutral. I, do, I think it's just a, a statement of fact. I think it is not a matter of neutrality. You see, uh, Xi Jinping, the president, when he was vice president, he said in the year 2008 that he expects that the executive, judicial, and legislative branches to strengthen their mutual understanding and mutual support. Subsequently, Jiang Xiaoming, who is now head of our centralization office, he was at that time at the uh, Hong Kong Macau Affairs Office, he praised Macau for its good performance in this mutual support and mutual understanding. Mr. Winsky Yun, when he was uh, chairman of the Bar Association, he released a statement criticizing the statement of Xi Jinping in 2008. Now he assumed another. He has assumed well, another position, and uh, his position also changes. So yes, basically there's nothing very new in the white paper. The statements may have all been made by officials, by our uh, prominent pro-Beijing United Front leaders. The challenge is, what are we going to do about it? Uh, what are we going to do in order to uphold our basic core values and our lifestyles? I suppose the core bottom line argument mm. of people who support the white paper is to say, get real. This is yeah. a statement of reality. Well, I, I would say that this might be the baseline of uh, Beijing over one country, two systems in its implementation in Hong Kong. But I think, um, any, like any system, it cannot be dictated by the so-called original intent of the creator or even the will of the creator. Once established, one country's two systems has its own life. And actually, from the past 16 to 17 years, we can see the Hong Kong society, especially our civil society, has already, already developed the capacity to decide matters autonomously. Actually, we have already got that power and that uh, ability to design matters and that's why we are organizing the civil referendum and surely we believe that if we can come out and express our views and expectations on what should be the one country two systems that will affect the further e evolution of the idea and 
I think Beijing cannot ignore the view of Hong Kong people. Yeah, uh, Beijing of course cannot ignore the view of Hong Kong people. But at the same time, I'd also like to point out that uh, actually this uh, so-called referendum is actually losing credibility, you know, to, to the extent that uh, the options that are given for people to, to vote on, you know, they do not include some, something, some option, you know, that uh, the majority of people in Hong Kong may actually prefer. Well, would you have supported a referendum that included other options? And would yeah, you support yeah, yeah. an official referendum to be held in Hong Kong well, by the SAL government? Since, since Professor Ho believed in public opinion surveys, I would like to report that we have been conducting public opinion surveys by Hong Kong U, and consistently these surveys well demonstrate that by ratio of almost three to one, people support our proposal for political reforms, namely the free channels of nomination, of nominating the chief executive uh, candidate. Now, let us, let us get real. Well, Chinese Communist Party leaders have been telling the people of China and the world all the time that the people are the true masters of the country, true masters of the state. Now, this paper, as I said, not, does not mention people's rights at all. At this very stage, Chinese leaders have been preaching socialist core values, which include equality, rule of law, uh, democracy, and so on. So the paper goes against the very spirit of what the leaders have been preaching for decades. In what way? In what way? There's no people's rights. How, well, how, how, how are people going to be masters of the you know? state? It's implicit. Okay. You, no, what, we don't see this at all. The leaders are telling, whatever I tell you, you have to accept whatever powers are given you. You, I, I, you have no. to accept. The paper never says the power of the leadership comes from the people. They must have the endorsement, the consent of the people. Professor Zhao, let me ask you to have the final word on that. What, what is your view about public opinion in these matters? I think uh, public opinion uh, does matter, and we have to respect public opinion, but uh, definitely we cannot uh, have policies just based on public opinion. Um, we have to know what they want. Okay, and we and the government is uh, the responsibility of the government is to deliver what people want, but how to provide what how to deliver that's something actually a bit more technical and it is not necessarily revealed by public opinion surveys. Well, I'm afraid we're out of time, but thank you very much indeed, and uh, we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. Many international news organisations reported this week that Hong Kong's government has objected to plans to allow same-sex couples to wed at the British consulates here. Gay rights activists are angry that even in places such as mainland China, nominally more conservative than Hong Kong, consulates are allowed to marry same-sex couples. So why is there a problem here? After years of debate, same-sex marriage became legal in England and Wales in March. 
On June 3rd, the British government announced that same-sex couples, both of whom were of British nationality, would be able to marry at British consulates in 23 countries, including China, Russia, Japan, Philippines, Australia, and Vietnam. Initially, of course, we thought that Hong Kong was part of China. Um, and that we, we were full of joy, so I personally rang up the British consulate and I said, of course, now we can do this in Hong Kong. And they said, no, I'm afraid not. Um, we've uh, been told by the Hong Kong government that there is no permission for this. Do you really 因為英國國民嘅定義可以去到好闊噶嘛，你知道香港誒好多人都有 BNO 啦，如果 BNO 都屬於係英國國民嘅話，英國領事館即係駐港領事館都可以幫佢哋進行婚禮，咁可能咧就即時咧會有好多可能數以百計、千計嘅啊揸 BNO 嘅人士咧就去到英國領事館去進行呢個婚婚禮。Nigel Collect has decided to marry his Singaporean partner in England in August. He says many of their friends would still prefer to have their ceremonies in Hong Kong, even though they realize that Hong Kong does not recognize same-sex marriage or civil partnership. Their status, as far as Hong Kong is concerned, remains the same. It's a government service. There's no religious element at all. And the consul's staff will stand in in place of the registrar and we'll use a form of words which is laid down by the government in England. It's very good that I heard some of the Hong Kong company will recognize the same-sex benefit, but what about all company will recognize it and have the anti-discrimination policy? Betty Grissoni is French, her partner is Singaporean. Same-sex marriage French law passed last year in May, um, it took them a couple of months to actually get back to us with a no. They started by a yes, maybe, we don't know, to now an official no, um, same-sex marriages cannot be conducted in Hong Kong. And the reason we were given is because Hong Kong government doesn't actually um, recognize same-sex marriages. So, you know, they just don't want to, to rock the boat as such. No, rien de rien. No. Insurance and if anything happened to me, you know, um, assets kind of stuff. So if I didn't, you know, write up a will or whatsoever, um, she, she would not be protected. So if you love somebody, of course, naturally you want, you know, your loved one to be, to be protected, right, uh, from all aspects. I love them very much and it is the happiness that matters most. I mean, it's, if they think they are doing the right thing, then I think I have no reason to object. Betty and Abby have lived in Hong Kong for more than 10 years. A few months ago, they set up an organization called Double Happiness to pursue marriage equality. If for a heterosexual couple, if their spouse, you know, spouse visa is completely spouse direct, is, yeah, you know, by default they will have the spouse visa be able to stay and uh, enjoy the XYZ benefit. A spokeswoman from the British consulate was widely quoted this week as saying the Hong Kong government has raised an objection to the solemnization of same-sex marriages here. 
However, the Hong Kong government's protocol department replied to the House that it would be for individual consulates general to decide what functions and services they wish to provide to their nationals. The French consulate now says that it will perform same-sex marriages as long as both partners are of French nationality. Finally this week, it's not only legislator Leung Kwok Hong, otherwise known as Long Hair, who has found himself on the wrong side of the law for protesting against government policies. On Thursday this week, three protest group leaders were arrested days after taking part in protests inside the Legislative Council complex. The arrests happened just one day before the Finance Committee's fifth meeting to discuss funding for preparatory works for the Northeast Newtown Development Area. At the previous meeting on Friday the 6th, the protesters opposing the plan had broken into the foyer and staged a sit-in on the ground floor. The protesters were initially allowed to stay. However, later that night, concerns grew that the situation could become out of control after officials discovered calls to occupy Lechko in the social media. The police were called. Clashes erupted when more people, many from the group Civic Passion, turned up. After meetings with the Council Commission, Lechko President Zhang Yuxing took a tougher stance, unveiling several temporary measures to limit public access to the building. If you allow them to stay, it may cause more dangerous situation later on because the public may get a wrong message that it is allowed for the public to stay there to demonstrate. If that is the situation, other groups of demonstrators may come in. The President and the Secretary General had been put under enormous pressure from a large number of fellow lawmakers requesting them to tighten up the so-called security measures. I think they were reluctantly responding to such pressure. Because the, the location of the demonstration area is very problematic, so, uh, and, uh, uh, and the villagers and also the supporters cannot uh, show their views and present uh, their, their viewpoints towards the legislative council and also the government officials. So that um, the villagers, uh, more than hundreds of villagers and supporters, go into, went into the lobby of the legislative council building. But actually, the operation of the council uh, was not being disturbed at that time. Concerns have been raised about the level of police intervention in Lechko affairs. 
protest leaders being prosecuted are accused of violating the Powers and Privileges Ordinance, which regulates the behaviour of those in the LegCo complex. The ordinance gives the council the power and autonomy to maintain discipline within the building. In 2010, So Siu Hong was arrested for violating the same ordinance. He tried to rush from his seat to protest against constitutional reform proposals during a public hearing. However, not all cases disrupting order in the building result in prosecution. Saikung District Councillor Christine Fong and residents protested and chanted slogans from the public gallery last month, causing a meeting to be adjourned and moved to another location. What I'm most worried about is, is that in the future, because of certain sort of besieged mentality of our lawmakers or certain members of the Secretariat, we are more than willing now to surrender control over to the police. Now, I'm not saying that I don't trust the police. What I'm saying is certain very important constitutional conventions and ground rules that we must all try our best to adhere to. And I'm afraid that's all we have time for this week. We'll see you at the same time, same place, next week. I'm going to get my hair cut. Oh. I've never done that before. Me understand now. I know I once cut my finger. I know I once cut my knee. If cutting my hair is going to hurt like that, the barber shop's no place for me. But I've got to go get my hair cut. Oh, Jeffy. Mom says I'm going to look so nice. She's right. But when...